Hey, Changemaker, it's a new year and we're leaving a brutal year behind and entering into one with great challenges. It doesn't look like the world is going to change so quickly, which means that changemakers like yourself are more important than ever. We are all needed to create a world where everyone can live in freedom and dignity. My name is Julia Wicklander. Welcome to the Hey Changemaker podcast. I know that the world is bleak and it is so easy to get stuck in hopelessness. So to begin this new year, and as a reminder, whenever you need one, here is an episode, the first of two, that compiles amazing advice from changemakers around the world who have joined me on this podcast. As I continue to say, the only thing that will bring us out of hopelessness is taking action and being in solidarity. So to help you do that, to help you take action and to build solidarity, here is advice from changemakers. If you ever feel the urge to create change, start now. There is no right time to say, let me wait for resources. Let me wait to have experience. Because um, when I thought of starting a women's organization, I had no experience, but I had passion. You know, we had no resources, but we had the passion that was driving us. So if you ever want to start, do not wait. Start now. One of the first guests I had on the podcast was Ria Williams Uyada, a feminist peace builder and changemaker from South Sudan. Like many of the changemakers I've spoken to, passion is a strong motivator and driving force to create change. And just like Ria, Tavishi Gupta, the director of research, evaluation, and learning at Equimundo, encourages us to start now. You know, there'll never be a good enough time. I think um, I think everybody's motivations to be in this work are quite different. We often at Equimundo share what got us into this, this career path, and it's always quite different, but everybody's deeply passionate. And so if you have that passion and desire, I think immediately, please, please start. That's That's the first one. The second one I think is there's already a lot of work being done. And I think that it's important for us to come into this work with wanting to push the field to come up with learnings that have not already been learned. So we shouldn't be reinventing the wheel. We should not be repeating research and spending resources just for the sake of doing that. And I think that's quite an important kind of mission for me is that if it already exists, let's not sort of, you know, do it all over again. What more and what new can you contribute? This is such great advice. Now more than ever, we need to look at how we can bring our unique experience and expertise to the movements of change, not through competition, but through solidarity to push the field forward. Beatrice Finn, the former executive director of the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons, ICANN, um, in 2017, she accepted the Nobel Peace Prize on behalf of the Campaign Coalition. Um, and she speaks to me in a podcast episode about bringing your uniqueness and why it is so important. 
have a friend who's a personal trainer and you know there's been all these debates about what's the most effective training is it like the high intensity stuff is it low intensity like what's the best and he's like the best training that's most effective is the one that you like doing hmm. because that's the one that you're going because the best training is when you do it for a long time and you keep consistent right yeah so that you know whatever you like doing if that's dancing then that's the, that's your, the, the best training for you if that's weightlifting that's the best training for you if that's going for like you know, tw- 10 hour runs, that's the best training for you. Mm. So, and I, I like to think about that in activism as well. Like people are very much like, well, you know, what, what should I do? And, and, and it's, there's no like one size fits all in this work. And the things that you like doing is probably what you should be doing if you want to change the world as well. You just add the kind of activism to it. So if you are an artist, you should use your art. If you are a musician, you should use that. If you are you know, at university, you should focus on, you know, gathering your university friends. If you are in a bank, you should think about the kind of divestment campaigns, for example, or trying to figure out what you're already doing and already good at and already enjoying doing and like add the kind of activism to that rather than trying to think that everyone needs to be Greta Thunberg and sit out and protest. Like if yeah. that's not what you want to do, then that's not going to be a, going to show up twice and then you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, and that's when it's not going to be actually making a difference because you're not going to be able to sustain it for a long time. Mm. And it's not about making it more shallow or more palatable or those things. Like it's very serious stuff for con, but you know, we are just humans and humans wants to be together and socialize and, you know, feel good about stuff. And you do that with friends in those kind of, so finding friends and finding things that you already like doing and then like adding the activism, I think it's the best way to make sure that we're able to do it for a long time. And these are long-term fights that we're thinking about. Bringing our uniqueness as a way to make sure our efforts are sustainable is such an important perspective. It's about the long run, whether it is through your unique experience or through your talents and skills. How can you be sure that you will continue to do what you can? And at the same time, bringing yourself and your uniqueness can be frightening. On the podcast last year, I spoke to Amanda Littman co-founder and executive director of Run For Something, which recruits and supports young, diverse progressives running for local office in the US. Here's what she has to say about fear as encouragement to those who are looking to head into change making through politics. And I think this applies to anyone who wants to be a part of movements for peace, freedom, justice, and rights today. It is scary. And in fact, anyone who goes into this and isn't scared is delusional. And um, much like the people who are afraid of flying and get on the plane anyway, you just got to do it afraid. And the Mm -hmm. thing that makes it possible is that you are not alone. It's one of the things Run for Something has been really intentional about as we build our program is connecting candidates to each other and to people who've done this before, because it is a really scary experience and often will feel very personal. But especially for women, for people of color, for LGBTQIA folks, for anyone who doesn't meet the traditional definition of what a politician or a leader looks like, your candidacy and the attacks that you get are going to feel like they're about you, but they're not about you. They're about the change Mm -hmm. that you represent and the community that you're bringing with you into the room. So we're going to be there to help you know that we've got your back. 
that people like you have your back, that your team and your community and your network has your back. It, if it's not scary, <laughs> you're missing how it's going to go. You've got to be clear eyed about this. I really think this is such great advice. Don't think that it will be easy and don't think that it will be friction free. Change making work is uncomfortable. It really is. It's about getting out of our comfort zones. It is scary. And as Amanda says, community is important to combat that fear. Nasra Ayub is a multi-award winning women's rights campaigner, speaker and writer from Bristol in the UK and works with Global Fund for Children. Here's what she had to say about the importance of community and what communities may look like. I think definitely uh, creating um, a micro community of people that you trust, um, people who are on your side um, and people who uh, have the same values and beliefs as you, um, but not only those that are on the same level as you, I guess, in terms of where you like play your position, but more so those that are maybe, I guess, in terms of power and positions that are above me, but are allies. I think that's been very, very crucial and, and I think very just important to kind of um, have um, as a, a relationship because those kind of people are the ones that will help you get into certain spaces or advocate for you or make sure that when you're in spaces that I might not be in, that they'll be like, actually, this person should be in that space, that this person should be speaking in these um, rooms. These are the people that will kind of remind you that, you know, it might be a bit bleak in the world. There might be people that may not believe you and be like, nah, you're, you're, what you're saying is, you know, rubbish, but you've got your own micro community and that's the most important part that believe in you and are rooting for you. Um, and that reminder is what keeps me going. Um, and I think lastly, I think working with young people, um, you're working with kids like, you know, that are they're younger than me, mentoring them, giving them advice, being able to kind of give them opportunities. I think that's been a massive um, hug, shall I say, a hug for my mental health, a hug for my for my kind yeah. of areas of doubt, because you remember that there's a legacy behind you. I love how Nasra goes beyond looking at what community and allies can do for her and sees how she can do the same as a mentor. How can we be a part of a community where we too can lift others up? That does help us create a sustainable environment to keep our activism going. And as it comes to creating change, it is also about building partnerships, whether it is with like-minded allies, as Nasra mentions, or those on a parallel path working for freedom. Partnerships are essential. Here's what Neil Data, the founder and executive director of European Parliamentary Forum for Sexual and Reproductive Health and Rights, has to say about partnerships. I would say to really realize that sexual reproductive health and rights is one of the main angles for undermining liberal democracy around Europe and the world today. And so if if we so we can take a look at it from two angles. Some of us will be very passionate about sexual reproductive health and rights. Some of us more about democracy, liberal democracy, rule of law. But the two of them should be married. And by by building this much bigger alliance, I think we can we will stand a better way of resisting and in fact moving forward. And we should use the energy that the anti-gender um, challenges uh, bring about in us really to move forward. I truly believe that we must focus on collaboration so much more than our siloed issues, because they're all interlinked. 
That's why when I started Girls Globe, I didn't want Girls Globe to focus on one single issue. Because as Neil says, sexual and reproductive health and rights is linked to fundamental rights, linked to democracy, rule of law. Whether we're advocating against racism like Nasra or for positive masculinities like, like Tavishi, the interlinkages exist. And as a feminist media platform, we really encourage to have those intersectional perspectives and to realize how important it is to raise and amplify the voices of those who are affected. And as I talked about in my previous episode on feminist solidarity, our humanity is so strongly linked. I really hope that this podcast episode in the midst of this difficult time has given you hope that it's given you a renewed spark to keep going or to get started. And if you see that your unique way of creating change is linked to strengthening the digital media movement for human rights, gender equality, climate, and social justice, please reach out. Send an email to info at girlsglobe.org and share what you think is your unique offering to the movement. And I look forward to hearing from you. Whatever you choose to do, to create change. I encourage you to choose action, choose hope, choose solidarity. Know that you are an important part of creating change in the year to come. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend, colleague, family member, or someone you know who may be encouraged by it. And to make sure you don't miss more episodes and part two with more inspiration and advice from change makers. Subscribe to or follow the podcast in your app or at girlsglobe.org slash changemaker. Thank you for your support. With it, we can inspire more people to use their uniqueness to create positive change in the world. Take care, change maker.